Hi, and thank you for being here. Today's presentation, Three Brains, One Breath, One Mind. How the power of breath connects our three brains, cranial brain, heart, and gut, into one mind. This is a story of three characters that live inside of all of us. The adult, living in our brain, sharing that space with the ego storyteller. The child, living, loving, and caring in our heart and the adolescent, teenager, the high school revolutionary, being brave and living in the gut. Let's begin. Mind, body, and soul. What does that really mean? What is it that you imagine when you think of a mind? Brain instantly comes into view for me, and so does the voice in my head, the storyteller. Somehow, I feel there's more. I actually have a gut feeling about it. I wanted to understand how does the physical body function and communicate before any thought comes in. I am aware that I am sometimes guided by my head only, other times my heart. I know when I have the guts to do something, there is no stopping me. What is it that comes first? How are messages being sent and in which direction? before my personality and logic kick in and my cranial brain begins creating stories. I want to visit some truths about the magical ecosystem that is our physical body. How do ecosystems within it communicate and how can my personality participate and truly add to the harmony instead of looking for separation? Brain and central nervous system, gut and the enteric nervous system, heart and the autonomic nervous system, vagus nerve and breath. What is this one amazing thing, one thing that we all take for granted and it actually connects everything into one amazing ecosystem. It gives it life. During this time, it would be very helpful and I would really love it if you would be more present, be more aware, more at peace. Identify and accept true self, because remember, truth always resonates with the essence of who you are. For me, and before aligning my three brains into one mind, I had absolutely no mindfulness around my breath and breathing, and I had no idea as to what types of communication are really happening inside, in which direction, and I did not understand that I can actually participate simply by being patient and observing. After the alignment of my three brains into one mind, I actually accepted my present moment. I slowed down. I've responded with reducing the noise and I actually decided to listen. I promoted my ego into a self-observer, an amazing one that it truly is. Ego accepted it as the main and the most important role to have. The only thing to compare to, self-observation. I never took my breath for granted again. It is life and I can actually participate. I started creating and I started exploring. I truly hope all of you get to experience what I did as I explored this topic. When I first heard of this concept, this idea of three brains, I was simply just intrigued. I was aware of certain connections made with sets of two, for example, heart and the brain, or the GI system and the brain, but never all three together. 
I started exploring and looking into it deeper and deeper. As I discovered things, I practiced lessons learned even more. I was experimenting. I was internalizing. I was reading articles and studies. I was watching interviews and TED Talks. I was catching myself binge learning about this topic. I started believing myself. I simply have to put this information together and share it. This can help. This is super cool. All of this because of the changes and improvements I was seeing in my own life. I am a lot more present. I'm truly at peace. I am aware. I understand. I can actually create time and space for a response. I am observing myself. No one has to be watching. I am watching. I see it all. What I want to be seen and what I don't want to be seen, I still see it. I am aware. I am making a choice. I am participating. I could not have dreamed about how I would feel, how it would resonate, how it would actually make sense and how it would so very much become part of my being. I am listening. I get it now. Mind, body, soul. Here are the resources I've actually used to put this presentation together to be able to share this knowledge with everyone and simply raise awareness. I looked at studies from the Harvard Medical School Health Publishing and the Living Proof Institute. I looked at information and research from the Australian Spinal Research Foundation and Cleveland Clinic. I also used information available to everyone provided by United States Department of Health and Human Services. I reviewed studies and research as well as information provided by the HeartMath Institute and I also looked at the Doctors Beyond Medicine as well as Medical News Today for various articles and interviews by medical doctors. At this point of my journey, I'm certainly aware that ego storyteller lives in my head brain, my cranial brain. This is where the stories come from and I more often than not simply follow the story that was provided. Even though at this point I have a choice and I can make a decision on whether to follow the story or not. And regardless if I'm successful at it or not, the choice is there. It is from my heart that I am reminded to just breathe and my gut will say, be observant and be brave. Now even the storyteller, ego, can be promoted into a self-observer. The heart through breath will remind me to slow down, to reduce the noise, to make a choice and decide to listen. And my gut will say, it is okay, participate, create explore. I truly know I am aware that thinking, perception, cognition and language do come from the brain in my head. My values, feelings and emoting certainly comes from my heart. My intuition, core identity, safety and protection, they come from the gut. I really am more than my thoughts and my stories. It really is an ecosystem. So what is truly going on here? Simply lack of awareness that our stories come from the cranial brain only from the master of language, how to incorporate what gut and heart are also saying into a response to be told 
by the spoken word. Brain, where the storyteller actually lives, is observing the world. Information comes through senses and observation, both outer and inner. This is where logic comes in, reasoning, computing, planning, spoken language. The heart is actually reaching out to the world. And yes, to both outer and inner. This is where our emotions live, visions, memories, dreams. We truly dream from the heart and then create visions using our head brain. Gut, the direct engagement with the world. Yes, you guessed it, both outer and inner. This is where immunity, instinct, and intuition. It is very immediate, practical, and direct. So this is what is really happening. The brain and the head is observing the world. The heart is actually reaching out to the world and the gut is in the direct engagement with the world. As I introduce foods and liquids into this body, into this beautiful, spectacular work of art, my space, I am actually directly engaging with the world through my gut. I am observing it through my head brain and I'm actually reaching out to it through my heart. I actually can utilize the master of language in order to create a truer language for the spoken word. This is really and truly what is going on here. As I harmonized my three brains into one mind, realizing and being aware that we are all in this together. I was able to fully accept that the initial reactive story that the cranial brain creates is just the beginning of the process. It is not a responsible response. It is just a reaction. I was able to allow for the creation of time and space to observe what is the gut saying? What is the heart wanting to say? And only then did I use the cranial brain to create the response. I do not want to react. None of us really do. What happened is that I actually separated the role of the self-observer from the rest of me. I promoted, yes, I promoted my ego into the amazing self-observer, it really is, and gained awareness to be who I want to be and only then do what I want to do. Ego is a critical piece of the overall process. How we use it, well, that is a choice that we can make. In a nutshell, my physical body truly is an ecosystem. I am an ecosystem. An ecosystem within an ecosystem within an ecosystem. I will make it real for you. Our Milky Way galaxy is truly an ecosystem. There are billions of stars and planets within that ecosystem, and it does operate and function as it does. No human input needed, no story from the storyteller. Our solar system is an ecosystem within that system operating under the laws of the universe, physics, chemistry, biology, etc. Our planet is an ecosystem within that system, country, city, my apartment, all the way down to my body. My physical body is an ecosystem. So let's explore. I love exploring. I have literally fallen in love with exploring and I am grateful for every discovery that comes. I will always learn from it. Always. Look at these ecosystems, these micros within macros. 
you have some of the human body ingredients on the left. Truly, the elements that are inside of each and every single one of us and are essential parts of the overall architecture, the overall ecosystem. To the right, all these organs, brain in the head, heart, the gut, the vagus nerve connecting all of them. They're just some of the highlighted ones here, but it is very, very obvious. It is an ecosystem, a network. Images in the middle, I know you've seen these. Micro into macro, and macro into micro is everywhere around us. Now, did you know there are more bacteria in your gut, the microbiome system, making it an ecosystem within an ecosystem, then there are cells that define our body as a human being. I will say that again. There are more bacteria in your gut than there are cells that define our body as a human being. Truly, I am being an ecosystem. One of the boxes my thinking brain, ego-driven brain, wants to place me into is human. I'm sure you've used some of these spells before. I have butterflies in my stomach. I have a gut feeling about this. Or there's a pit in my stomach. My own favorite one. We are what we eat. Have you ever wondered why so many of these things involve our brains and our belly? Science is discovering that the connection between these two ecosystems, our brain and our gut, and most importantly our emotions, our heart, is very, very strong. In the amazing ecosystem that makes a brain a brain, neurons play one of the most significant roles. This is where the ecosystem called central nervous system, CNS, exists. Neurons have the amazing ability to gather and transmit electrochemical signals. They're the key to communication. During the electrochemical processes used by neurons for signaling, brain tissue generates electric fields when it is active. When large number of neurons show synchronized activity, the electric field that they generate can be large enough to detect outside the skull using electroencephalography, EEG. The central nervous system consists of the brain and the spinal cord. It is referred to as the central because it combines information from the entire body and coordinates activity across the whole organism. Cranial brain is the most complex organ in the body and it uses 20% of the total oxygen we breathe in and just as much as of the body's energy. The central nervous system has been thoroughly studied by anatomists, by psychologists, but it still holds many, many secrets. It controls our thoughts, our movements, our emotions and desires. It also controls our breathing, our heart rate, the release of hormones, the body temperature. It communicates with the rest of the physical body and much, much more. And all of this is done without any input from the storyteller in our cranial brain. As thoughts do come in, they truly are just part of a larger process, an ecosystem within an ecosystem. The brain is the central control module for the body and it coordinates activity from physical motion to the secretion of hormones and creation of memories and the sensation of emotions. To carry out these functions, 
Some sections of the brain have dedicated roles. However, many higher functions, such as reasoning, problem-solving, creativity, involve different areas working together in networks. Now, can neurons help in making our gut be qualified as another brain? What is this microbiome system? The gut contains some 100 to 200 million neurons. This is more than the spinal cord and the same as the dog's cortex. That means the dog's brain. This is where the ecosystem of enteric nervous system exists, ENS. Gut really is another brain, and even though it isn't capable of thoughts, it does talk to the upper brain in major ways. The ENS is sometimes called the second brain, and it actually arises from the same exact tissue as our CNS, our central nervous system, during fetal development. Therefore, it has many structural and chemical parallels to the upper brain. Our ENS doesn't wax philosophical or make executive decisions, like the brain system existing in our skulls, yet, in a miraculously orchestrated symphony of hormones, neurotransmitters, and electrical impulses, through a pathway of nerves, both brains communicate back and forth. These pathways include and involve endocrine, immune, and neural pathways. They're talking back and forth. I will make it real with some familiar examples. When a person feels danger, the fight or flight response of the central nervous system is triggered. At the same time, the enteric nervous system response is to slow down or even stop digestion. This is done so that more of the body's energy can be diverted to the situation causing the supposed threat. The fear of public speaking also causes the digestive system to either slow down or even speed up, depending on specific GI disorders, and can cause abdominal pain, diarrhea, and other symptoms. Emotions, feeling of excitement, or nervousness can cause the familiar crunching in the stomach, the so-called butterflies in your stomach feeling. The gut-brain connection works in both directions. We know that gastrointestinal GI problems can create anxiety and stress. We also know that anxiety and stress can make GI problems worse. It's been shown that psychological treatment techniques can help ease GI distress, and with an improvement of the gut came an improvement of mental well-being as well. Number one, avoid processed foods and sugar. Number two, eat probiotics. Number four, eat healthy fats. Number five, consume mushrooms. And number six, eat nuts and seeds. Remember this word, G-bombs, greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds are a daily must. Did you know that cocaine and sugar exhibit nearly identical stimulation of the brain? Traditional methods of soaking, sprouting, and soaring grains in order to make them more digestible and nutritious has been abandoned for a fast and convenient method of mass-producing food. In order to improve mood, memory, cognitive function, and introduce anti-inflammatory foods and help with serotonin production, know your food. Talk about an ecosystem. Now, how do we feel about this new knowledge? Where does the heart come into play here? Traditionally, 
The study of communication pathways between the head and the heart has been approached from a rather one-sided perspective, with scientists focusing primarily on the heart's responses to the brain's commands. We have learned, however, that communication between the heart and the brain actually is a dynamic, ongoing two-way dialogue, and each organ is influencing the other's functions. Research has shown that the heart communicates to the brain in four major ways. Neurologically, through the transmission of nerve impulses, biochemically, via hormones and neurotransmitters, biophysically, through pressure waves, and energetically, through electromagnetic field interactions. Neurologically, biochemically, biophysically, and energetically. Communication along all these conduits significantly affects the brain activity. Moreover, research shows that the messages the heart sends to the brain also affect performance. The ancient cultures saw the heart as an organ of truth. And indeed, the heart does tell you the truth about how you feel and what you think is right or wrong. Did you know that when you lie, for example, your heart rate tends to speed up. Now, communication is possible, and it's made possible via another ecosystem. Now, we know about the central nervous system, CNS. We also know about the enteric nervous system, ENS. And here we introduce another one, autonomic nervous system, ANS, with its two major branches, the sympathetic nervous system, SNS, and the parasympathetic nervous system, PNS. These are all ecosystems within an ecosystem working together in harmony to create an even bigger system. Descending activity from the brain in the head via the sympathetic and parasympathetic branches of the ANS is integrated into the heart's intrinsic nervous system along with signals arising from sensory neurons in the heart that actually detect pressure, heart rate, heart rhythm and hormones. The heart-brain, as it's commonly called, or intrinsic cardiac nervous system, is an intricate network of complex ganglia, neurotransmitters, proteins, and support cells, the same as those of the brain in the head. The heart-brain's neural circuitry enables it to act independently of the cranial brain to learn, to remember, make decisions, and even feel and sense anger causes increased sympathetic activity, while many relaxation techniques increase parasympathetic activities. What's the connection here? Well, connection here is vagus nerve, and communication is constant using same neurotransmitters. Serotonin brings the upper brain well-being and in lower brain regulation of the immune system. Did you know that 95% of serotonin is actually produced in the gut and through blood goes to hypothalamus for regulation of emotions? In terms of heart-brain communication, it is generally well known that the efferent, meaning descending pathways in the autonomic nervous system, are involved in the regulation of the heart. However, it is less appreciated that the majority of fibers in the vagus nerve are actually afferent they're ascending in nature. Actually, more of those ascending neural pathways are related to the heart and the cardiovascular system than to any other organ. This means 
the heart sends more information to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. When your heart receives signals from the brain via the sympathetic nerves, it pumps faster. And when it receives signals through the parasympathetic nerves, it slows down. The neural communication pathways interacting between the heart and the brain are responsible for the generation of the HRV, heart rate variability, the language of the heart. How do we use the vagus nerve? What is the key? Most fascinating discovery is that majority of the information actually travels up the vagus nerve from the gut to the heart to the head brain, not the other way around before any storytelling any sort of thinking of what tools to utilize to harmonize these three organs, these three networks, three brains, tapping being one of them, and kinesthetics another, or even gaining awareness as to what the individual roles are. There is something so simple, so basic, and we all take it for granted. Breath. Breath. Breath is life. Breathe in, breathe out. Breath. It allows for creation of time and space in order to harmonize these three brains. The trinity that's inside of us all and that is talked about throughout history from ancient cultures to religious teachings to science of today. How do we harmonize these three brains? Breath. Diaphragmic breathing, also referred to as slow abdominal breathing. Belly breath is something you can do anytime and anywhere to instantly stimulate your vagus nerve and lower stress responses associated with the fight or flight mechanism. What else can stimulate the vagus nerve? Gargling, laughter, cold showers, and fully chewing your food. Meditation, 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 meditation. How about this idea that there are three brains? and this network communicating and all three playing a significant part in forming one mind. Let's go back to the question of why is a brain a brain? What do all these three organs have in common? They have their own intrinsic nervous systems. They have neurons. They've got the whole range of capabilities in order to do complex adaptive processes. They can take on information. They can process it, they can store it, they can change, and they can adapt. Basically, all three can learn. And if it can learn, it's a brain. Now, the first one of the three brains is the obvious one. It is the cranial brain and the master of processes such as thinking, perception, and cognition. It recognizes things, makes meaning of them, creates narratives, and masters language. Head-based language sounds like this. I think... I reckon, I understand. The second one is the heart. Ask a person where they feel an emotion, and their hand will land directly above their heart. Nobody gestures to their elbow. We know intrinsically that this is the place that processes deep emotion. What else is the domain of the heart brain? Here lie our values, along with the process of emoting, the process of valuing, and the way we feel about relationship. Heart-based language centers on I feel or on the expression of the deep emotions and values that lie in the heart brain. 
did you know that 80% of dopamine is produced in the heart? The third one is the gut. Here we find our core identity. What is me? Who is me? This is the domain of the gut brain. It is also responsible for safety and protection. Our gut is extremely important in upholding our immune system, but it also takes care of self-preservation, fear, anxiety, mobility, and action. Gut-based language says things like, it takes guts, or let's do this. What prevents these three brains from working together? Some of it is simply that one or two of these brains override the others. It is that simple. Different people will have different leanings as to which of these three brains dominate us the most. The heart, the brain, the gut. It is a neural network. The neural networks will grow the more we use them. How do we become more aware of all three and use them, harmonize them, and grow them? As the story created by the head brain comes in, we can recognize this is the beginning of the neurological process and start allowing for creation of time and space for the complete message and a response to be formulated by following this sequence. The ego is now observer, the best one, and not a storyteller. The task is to observe and report observations, nothing more. We need to get into the autonomic balance by deep diaphragmic breathing at an even rate. This affects the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous systems. We can use the heart rate variability, the language of the heart, to gain awareness of what is happening. We can do this inside a minute with just even breathing to get to autonomic coherence. This is actually now affecting the biology and the chemistry of the physical body. A lot of oxygen is coming in and changing the chemistry. Next, we start stepping away from the story the head brain created initially to start the whole process. This is about recognizing that it is just a story, a narrative. Ego is not involved in the story. Ego is observing, kicking ass at doing so. By going to our heart, and introducing thoughts of gratitude to the head brain, we can create different stories that are now starting to affect the electricity of the heart. Now we have just changed the chemistry and electricity of the physical body and the heart brain and the head brain are talking. Ego is observing. Mind is at work here. Following this, we check in and listen to the signals between the heart brain and the gut brain. And there is a sequence that makes a difference. Check in with what your heart really wants and values and what your gut wants to say. Separate from the old story from the past. What does your head brain really think here and now based on the communication between all three brains? What emerges here is that the master of language, the head brain, will create a truer language pattern. Once we are aligned, using our mind, we start to experience the emergence of a higher level of consciousness as these three neural networks can better express themselves. It will show up in compassion from the heart, creativity from the head, and courage from the gut. Difficulty in harmonizing these three neural brains is at the root of psychosomatic conflicts and disease. In order to have a good amount of overall energy and vitality, 
The three brains must work in synergy and balance, raising themselves to a state of overall coherence. Let's breathe. Let's harmonize.